It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison. Chris Russell has has today's episode off. However, when we are not here at the Lockdown Watch Football Team Podcast, you can find Chris over the team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, also on the Odyssey app. And you can find him covering your Washington football team in writing for SI.com. You can find me covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Lockdown Bucks Podcast and in writing for BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation on Twitter. Find Chris at Russellmania621. Find me at DHarrison82. Find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Thank you for joining me here today. To our returning listeners and our new listeners, if you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the podcast. Leave a rating and a review. Five-star ratings and reviews get read on the air from time to time. We're going to talk about a few things on today's episode, and then I'm going to share some audio with you guys from our Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 that is ongoing right now. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But first, we're going to start by catching up on some news that have happened that has happened earlier in this week as former Washington football team tight end and most recently San Francisco 49ers tight end Jordan Reed has decided to retire, according to a report filed by ESPN's John Kime. Reed told ESPN, quote, I was pretty sure I was going to keep playing. I was feeling good about where I was at, but then I had some lingering effects and sought out professional help to get diagnosed. They told me it was not a good idea to keep playing. I agreed with them, end quote. He continued in the report saying, quote, before I had before when I had a concussion, I would feel better afterwards and I wouldn't have lingering effects. If I didn't have any symptoms, I would have kept playing. I'm okay with it because I know the reason why I'm making the choice is for family and my children so I can be there for them. It's just time. End quote. And of course, Jordan Reed is going to go down as one of the most unfulfilled potential stories, uh, not in NFL history, probably, but at least of his generation. And I don't mean that in a negative light. Obviously, there's nothing Jordan Reed can do. Uh, you know, to avoid injury, to avoid concussion, stuff like that. That's just kind of part of the game. And unfortunately, some players have a harder time uh, with it. I always like to say uh, it's kind of their body's way of disagreeing with their career choice, and, and that's just kind of the category that Jordan Reed has fallen into. Uh, over his seven-year playing career, he finishes with 355 career receptions, 3,602 yards, and 28 touchdowns. Uh, but those stats do not match up to the potential that Jordan Reed had in this game, and and fans of the Washington football team, if you've been a fan of this team, you know going back to the 2013 season in his rookie year, you know that uh, just as well as I do. Reed's best season arguably came in 2015 where he had 87 catches for 952 yards and 11 touchdowns, but his Pro Bowl season came in 2016 on the back of a 66-catch, 686 yards, six touchdown 
performance for that season. But again, Reed, having never played a full 16-game slate of games uh, in his career, retiring at the age of 30, just shy of his 31st birthday. And of course, like I mentioned already, ending his career after playing with the San Francisco 49ers for one season. When you look at the Washington football team tight end room, you've got Logan Thomas out there. It's Merrick Hemingway, Marcus Baugh. Now they have Samus Reyes kind of at the bottom of that depth chart after moving on from Thaddeus Moss as well. So you have to think that tight end is going to be a target of interest for the Washington football team entering the NFL draft. Not necessarily a day one guy, especially with Kyle Pitts being that top tight end and really no other tight end being ranked higher than you know mid to late day two. Possibly the middle part of the second round is where you might see the second tight end come off the board unless someone is really kind of reaching uh, for one of these tight ends. But we do expect, we talked about it several times, even ranked our own tight ends on this very show. Chris and I do expect the Washington football team to address the tight end depth at some point during the NFL draft. And then Ron Rivera himself has even talked about post-draft free agency. There might be some players available. Uh, some, some of these players that get drafted might lead to some veterans getting released or being you know given permission to go seek out a trade and you flip a late 2022 round draft pick uh, for, for a veteran tight end to come in. So some way, somehow, we, we expect uh, the tight end depth for the Washington football team to look significantly different different than it does right now about a week or two from today so catching up on that news that broke earlier in the week that chris and i hadn't hadn't quite gotten to so we want to get to that before the end of the week moving on guys of course there's another big news story that hit uh hit the waves as alex smith making some waves again uh, himself in, a, in another article this one coming from sports illustrated and we're gonna get to that on the other side of this break as this episode is brought to you by 1010 a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced for Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com by searching the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and is fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. Looking at this collection, the ring designed by Aurora Lopez Mejia is amazing and it's amazing the way the word love is stamped into the gold. If you're on the hunt for a perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. 
this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from local Locked On experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Back now. Segment two of the Lockdown Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison. You can find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find my co-host Chris at russellmania621. Find the show at Pod. Moving right along, guys. Alex Smith back in the news, back in articles, talking about his time in the NFL, talking about his decision to retire, uh, but also talking with SI.com's Greg Bishop uh, about his experiences throughout his career and, of course, specifically with the franchise. And I read the article, guys. I'm sure that some of you have as well. And I saw some social media reactions to this. Not really very uh, responsive to what Alex Smith had to say. The former Washington football team quarterback still uh, kind of holding that grudge, kind of grinding that ax against the franchise and specifically against the coaching staff. And it seems also uh, specifically against head coach Ron Rivera, uh, which is a little bit interesting because reading the article, he actually said uh, at one point, at least according to the article, this isn't a quote, but Greg Bishop writing, that Smith told him that he told friends he would not complain if the Washington football team released him, told him he wasn't good enough or deemed him too much of a risk uh, prior to coming back for the 2020 NFL season after suffering that leg injury, going through the surgeries to even just recover the leg, and then you know battling with the, uh, with the rehab, battling with the infections and everything else, come back in the 2020 NFL season. What he did say is that he didn't understand the quote-unquote tactics that the coaches used to keep him sidelined. And again, you know, this is a quarterback, guys, that played eight games in the 2020 NFL season, started six of them, suffered another injury that kind of hobbled him, or at least an aggravation of the current injury that kind of hobbled him and led to him not being able to play. Uh, talking about how the, the team first put him on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list, uh, even though a world-renowned doctor pronounced him physically able to perform, and then... At camp, they were having him walk, he said, 4,000 yards a day, uh, carrying extra weight, pushing sleds, hurdle bags for drills, uh, things that apparently he had never done in his 15 seasons in the NFL, let alone coming before his leg had to be rebuilt. Smith saying that he want, that the, that he believed the team could would wanted to break him. Um, and then, and then uh, the article, the SI.com article, also quoting Dr. Robin West, a uh, team physician, as saying that they were asking her, what can he withstand? Are you sure that you want to clear him? Things like that were quoted in the article. And then Dr. West saying that she would give her medical opinion, uh, got very little support from the team with them saying things to her like he almost died, he almost lost his leg, why would he want to? And then her, her response to them was, that's not your decision. And while it's not the team's decision, not the coaching staff's decision on whether or not Alex Smith would pursue the comeback, or want to continue his NFL career after such a brutal injury, it is their decision on whether or not they go through and play him. And we've heard this from Ron Rivera before, but apparently the team uh, did send a statement to SI through a spokesperson on behalf of Coach Rivera, and he was quoted in that statement as saying, quote, I was scared to death about putting Alex back out there, and that is something I struggled with every day. It's unfortunate that he feels we patronized him because I can tell you that was not our intention. At the end of the day, I commend Alex because he proved everyone wrong and exceeded any reasonable expectations that anyone had set for him. He not only made it back onto the field, but led us to the playoffs. It was a truly remarkable feat, end quote. And that kind of goes back again to that original statement, right? Where Alex told his friends he wouldn't complain if they released him or told him he wasn't good enough or deemed him too much of a risk. But then he goes on to, I mean, essentially complain about them putting him on the pup list early. 
about having him, you know, do more more work than maybe he's normally done to make sure he was good, to put some weight on that leg. If he really is serious about the comeback, if he really wants to go out there and put that back on the line and then go through this training and let's test, uh, you know, the, 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 the abilities of your leg, let's test the limitations of the injury as we get you ready to come back on the field. If you say you're good like you say you are, then let's make sure that is because, again, and this is what Coach Rivera said previously in another press conference, he didn't want to be the guy – to put Alex Smith on the field and have another traumatic injury happen or have something happen to the, even the same leg or even another leg. That would be a really heavy burden for Coach Rivera, for any coach to carry, is when you know there's something wrong with a player, you know there's a possibility of something happening negative to this player, and being a little bit reckless. When you look at all the things they had him do, the 4,000 yards a day, the hurdle backs, what I see is a coaching staff that is looking at a guy who wants to go through this and saying, listen, let's make sure we're doing this the right way. Let's make sure we're not just putting you out there for the good feelings because at the end of the day, all those good feelings go out the window when an NFL linebacker comes in low, whether it's on purpose or he's blocked into him, stumbles into him. It happens. You know, Even though it's against the rules, it still happens. And when that happens, we want to make sure that we gave you every chance, that we did every evaluation possible to make sure uh, that this limb was going to hold up under that type of uh, type of pressure and type of contact. And again, I kind of go back to the whole, I, I wouldn't complain yet. Here we are complaining and it's just, it's, it's really not a good way to leave your career. It's not a way that I would, I would have expected Alex Smith to leave his career is by going out, kind of throwing these daggers at a coaching staff that honestly didn't bring him into Washington. They weren't here when he got to Washington. They didn't know him before the injury. They didn't coach him before the injury. They inherited this quarterback with this terrible injury a veteran quarterback in this situation. And then they were also inheriting a young quarterback in Dwayne Haskins that we already knew through stories and through reports had been basically forced upon the coaching staff before his, before Ron Rivera's time. And so he had that situation going on as well. And then he has Alex Smith going on as well. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things going on. And honestly, it kind of takes me back to one of my own personal experiences. And that's what we try to do is kind of tie our own personal experiences to some of these things. Uh, I had a soldier, and I'm not going to you know put out names or anything like that because it's not necessary. But I had a soldier that I had some health concerns about, and uh, the the results of those health concerns, if I was proved correct, would have uh, potentially led to serious injury or harm to that soldier. And so, I made sure I took the steps as a leader necessary to get that soldier cleared and get and be thorough, get a thorough evaluation of what that soldier was going through. And when the results came back, I got basically. Uh, from from the medical that said that soldier's good to go. You can go ahead and return that soldier to duty, give them all the tools uh, that they need to to conduct their mission and do their job. Um, I very much said, listen, you know, you're you're. I'm going to need you as the medical professional to put your name on this. You're not just going to call me or email me and say we're good. You're going to write me a letter and you're going to sign it with your name and with your title and everything. And that person was not willing to do that. And to me. You know, there's one thing to say, yes, I believe they can do that. There's one thing to, and there's another thing to be the person who now has to be accountable for that decision. And when I look at Coach Rivera, that's what I see. I see a man who has a leader of a player, understanding the thirst, understanding the hunger to want to compete, also wanted to make sure he was doing the right thing by the player and saying, I'm not going to put you out there just to to see you not be ready. I'm not going to put you out there just to get the good story or to sell the tickets. And, you know, I know it's COVID, so that wasn't even part of it, but you know what I'm saying? Like as a leader, I'm not just going to do the thing that feels good because it's going to feel good and look good. I want to make sure this is the right decision we're making. 
And then coming at it from an angle of, I don't know you. I wasn't here when you got hurt. I wasn't here during your recovery. He said, Alex Smith said himself, a lot of his recovery was done outside the facility. So outside the purview of the team doctors. And maybe that was necessary. You know what I mean? And, and that's fair for Alex. But again, you're bringing a lot of unknowns from the outside and from the outside experience of, of Ron Rivera and his coaching staff and asking for a lot of understanding and trust. And, and you know, we all feel like we should be trusting that we've earned that trust and, and deserve that trust. And to a certain extent, I agree. But you also have to understand from the other person's point of view. So that's kind of where I'm coming from this. And then finally, guys, when you look at Alex Smith's career, I don't believe that Washington deserves the amount of angst that Alex Smith appears to hold against them or or negativity that he seems to harbor against them. When I look through his career, this was partly chronicled in that SportsIllustrated.com uh, article. San Francisco never gave Alex Smith stability. Right? You go back through that article, he talks about Patrick Mahomes and talks about seeing uh, kind of the infrastructure and the support system that he had around him and Alex saying, man, I wish I would have had that. That goes back to San Francisco. I mean, you had coaches coming in and out, offensive coordinators coming in and out, systems getting switched up left and right. You know, that's that's a franchise who, you know, I think that maybe they did believe in Alex Smith as a quarterback and as a, as a potential leader of their franchise, but they never gave him the secure system, the secure roster to really thrive in, to really grow within. And I think when you look at what Ron Rivera is doing, he's trying to set up a very strong infrastructure for a quarterback, that quarterback to be determined after Ryan Fitzpatrick's time. Never know what's going to happen in the NFL draft. Maybe it's Trey Lance. Maybe it's Justin Fields if they slip down that low and watch the football team decide to trade up to go get one of those guys. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's Ryan Fitzpatrick for a couple of years and it's quarterback still to be determined. Whatever it is, Ron Rivera is trying to provide for that future quarterback what San Francisco never gave to Alex Smith. So when you look at that situation, you look at what San Francisco as an organization did and didn't do for the quarterback, I don't know. To me, that franchise who never gave you that stability that a young quarterback needs to grow and to thrive in probably deserves a little bit more angst from your end of career you know, back backdrop than the team that, uh, that traded for you because they believed that you could be a successful bridge quarterback for a handful of years and then continue to work with you, even with a new coaching staff through, again, a very brutal injury that resulted in you playing on the football field for eight games, leading a franchise to the playoffs, getting nobody's ever tried to take that away from Alex Smith from an organizational standpoint saying that he wasn't absolutely critical to them winning the NFC East in 2020 and then making it to the playoffs. And then you go to Kansas city. I mean, the Kansas city chiefs, if you want to talk about a franchise who doesn't have faith in Alex Smith as a quarterback or doesn't believe in him as a quarterback, there wasn't even the gruesome leg injury in Kansas city, but yet you see Kansas city. And after the 2017 season, Alex Smith leads the Kansas City Chiefs to an 11-4 record. He has 26 touchdown passes, five interceptions. That's his final season. It's a Pro Bowl season. And what happens? He gets traded. Patrick Mahomes comes in. And Patrick Mahomes at the time had 35 career pass attempts to his name. So it's not, you know, yes, they probably had a lot of faith in Patrick and they saw some of the, the killer instincts that we've since seen on the field. But they're replacing a Pro Bowl quarterback who just led their team to 11 wins for a young quarterback who's unproven again, lack of, of confidence based on what Alex Smith was going to give them for the next handful of years. So then you come to Washington, Ron Rivera again, and, and inherits you with your injury. Also, while having a quarterback, having some issues that's basically forced upon the team by the owner, Dan Snyder, who he wanted to be the guy. No real training camp, no preseason games to see in live action what you could bring to the field or if your leg was going to hold up to come into the regular season and then not be able to evaluate Alex Smith's ability to lead the team from a health standpoint. 
I just think Alex Smith maybe was asking a, a whole lot from a coaching staff that was placed behind the eight ball from the early on. And he's, I think his, his, his frustrations about how his career wrapped up and went and overall the, you know, the, the lack of, of general success probably misplaced a little bit. I think San Francisco had probably a lot more to do with uh, his lack of overall success as a, as an NFL quarterback uh, than the Washington football team. And then even the Kansas city chiefs, you want to talk about a franchise not showing confidence in a veteran quarterback. I mean, again, 11 wins pro bowl season and they ship you out uh, to start a younger guy behind you. So talk about a lack of, of faith in your ability to lead them into the future. To me, that's what that looks like. And I'll tell you that, that may, you know, that may fall on deaf ears with some people. That's just my opinion. Of course, uh, if you have a different opinion, I'm all ears. As long as we keep it respectful, I will keep it respectful with you and with Alex and uh, you keep it respectful with me. We can have a conversation. I'm always open to that. Something that we won't have a disagreement with though. If you give it a fair try is the best tasting protein bar you will ever try. And that is of course built bar because no matter who you are, they've got a flavor that you will absolutely love. Caramel brownie is an option. Cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. I've had them all. I love them all. Those flavors that is. I'm not a huge fan of coconut, so I'm not a big fan of the coconut flavors, but even those are better than most coconut flavored things I've tried in my life. Every single built bar is covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're great for the health conscious person, whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight while indulging in delicious treat built bars for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. And right now, if you go to builtbar.com and use a promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. This episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL draft is right around the corner. There are plenty of prop bets to be had at betonline.ag, plus basketball games, hockey games, baseball games, awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Betonline.ag has real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Betonline has you covered for news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. When you do, if you make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening right now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Urban, Ross Tucker, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And speaking of the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, on yesterday's episode of that Mock Draft 2021 podcast brought to you by Locked On and Odyssey, our pick, Chris and my pick for the Washington football team at number 19. We did not trade up. We did not trade out. We picked at 19. We held steady, and we drafted our guy. I had the honor of submitting the audio for the podcast for the for the Mock Draft 2021 series, and Dallas Cowboys Hall of Famer, NFL expert Michael Irvin 
is actually the one who responded to the pick. So I thought I'd share that audio with you guys, give you a little taste of what's going on over there at the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. So here now is the audio of me making the pick and then the reactions of the pick for the Lockdown Washington football team. Matt, one of those teams that we thought coming into this could be the one that makes a move for a quarterback. They added fist magic in the free agency period. Taylor Heineke's there. I don't know what to expect from this group of quarterbacks. A rookie quarterback could have really made sense here. So looking at what Ron Rivera is building, they're a team that their record wouldn't put them at pick 19 normally, but they did make the playoffs in the worst division in the NFL that probably hurt their ability to go up and get a quarterback. Staying at 19, what kind of a selection do you expect here from Washington now that most likely there's not a quarterback that fits for them at this portion of the draft? Yeah, and I would think that they, you know, work the phone lines, try to get up, you know, especially when Mac Jones fell a little bit. He would have fit in fine. Um, I mentioned Tevin Jenkins before. It's a big mashing offensive lineman that I'm high on. I, I feel like this offensive line is one offensive lineman away from really being good. Uh, so I would strongly consider him. And then on defense, I kind of feel like it's a linebacker away from being really good because they, they're quite good now in the secondary. They're awesome up front. So somebody in that middle middle of the field area, maybe that is JOK. You see him mock to Washington a fair amount. But Micah Parsons usually isn't available either. I mean, I still like Zayvon Collins, J.P. Davis. So um, I would think those are the two directions. After adding Curtis Samuel, could they add yet another weapon, like a Bates or a Tony or something like that? I guess it's possible, but I think the other directions make more sense. Yeah, let's see. Do you make a strength a strength, or do you try to uh, add some more firepower to what you already have on the offensive side of the ball and try to make the quarterbacks in-house play up a little bit? Let's find out. The pick is in. The Washington football team war room ready to go with the selection at 19 in the ultimate mock draft. What's up, guys? David Harrison here of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast to announce the 19th selection in the 2021 Locked On Podcast Network mock draft. And with the 19th pick, the Washington football team selects inside linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State. And when I look at Micah Parsons, when I looked at the board, he's the best player available. And I have to honestly say I'm a little bit surprised to see him still sitting there available at 19. But when you look at what the Washington football team has already done this offseason, upgrading the secondary, they've already got a nice pass rush in the defensive front going for them, bringing back offensive lineman Brandon Scherf, bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick to be a nice, steady veteran presence in the quarterback room, and then adding to their wide receiver core. This move just makes even more sense for what Washington is trying to do and what head coach Ron Rivera is trying to build to eventually turn over to another quarterback, whether it be a veteran that they sign in free agency later on down the road or make a trade for, or a rookie that they draft later on, even possibly this year, and develop to become the long-term starter in the nation's capital. Keeping a strength to strength on the defensive side of the football, Matt, trying to build a powerhouse unit there. Micah Parsons, the first linebacker in this draft off the board, top 10 talent, falls to 19. I understand why you would go there if you are Washington and there was no quarterback worth taking, so make it easier for those quarterbacks. Make them have to score less points, right, and turn this into a powerhouse defense that is a nightmare to play against for other teams in the NFC East. Right. I mean, this could potentially be the best defense in the league. You know, I mean, Micah Parsons, I don't want to say he's Chase Young as a prospect, but in terms of just raw ability, he's on that level. And you add that kind of guy yet again to this defense, I mentioned that the secondary looks better than it did a year ago. Uh, the defensive line is phenomenal. 
Uh, Washington should be competitive this year. I mean, we'll see what Fitz brings. I know he's been better the last couple of years, but there is some up and down to his game without question. And, you know, maybe would you consider a second round quarterback? Uh, maybe here. Yeah, add some competition there. Get lucky, yeah. maybe. And if you have a long-term powerhouse defense, you need your quarterback to do less. So that's probably mm-hmm. the theory here for Ron Rivera. Parsons, who, by the way, what is it, 6'2", 240-something pounds, ran a 4'3", even if it's a fast track at Penn State. I mean, this guy can flat out go get ball carriers. Yeah, and think of the, the success that Rivera had with Luke Keekley, you know, for all those years in Carolina. It's a foundational every down linebacker Parsons could have that kind of career I mean he has the he has the, the skill set breaking down the NFC East for us here is Michael Irvin the Hall of Famer your thoughts on the addition of a linebacker Micah Parsons to Washington at 19 overall listen if Washington isn't going to move up the board and get their quarterback of the future then the next best thing to do it's the stack of young defense that will stop any and everybody. You put Michael Parson on that young Washington football team's defense with led by Chase Young up front. Now they have the ability to win games by stopping you from scoring. And then ask Ryan Fitzpatrick just to do a little bit of fist magic. Kevin McGuire doing work over on the college side of the Locked On Podcast Network covering the Nittany Lions. He has insight into what sort of player Micah Parsons was on the college level and how that translates into the NFL. I'm Kevin McGuire from Locked On Nittany Lions, and Micah Parsons may be the best linebacker to come out of Penn State since LeVar Arrington. Yes, Paul Pozlozny and Sean Lee have made their way through Happy Valley, but Micah Parsons brings a similar style and similar physical physique to LeVar Arrington. He brings the speed and he has defensive awareness that will be key to any defense looking to improve on its defensive side at the linebacker position. So if you're getting a linebacker in Micah Parsons, who are you getting? Yeah, he sat out the 2020 season due to health concerns, but he hasn't skipped a beat. He's in top physical form as his pro day at Penn State displayed, and he is going to be a beast at the next level. Very smart, very aware of what's going on around him, very tough to stop. Micah Parsons, the best linebacker to come out of Penn State since LeVar Arrington. All right, guys. So, again, that was part of the Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. Again, just go to your favorite podcast platform, search Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, and you will find that. Listen to the rest of the mock draft as it comes as it unfolds if you missed any of the previous episodes you can get caught up on all of that that is going to do it for us here for the week heading into the weekend we thank you so much for joining us here at the locked on watch football team podcast again i have been david harrison you can find me on twitter at d harrison 82 find my co-host chris russell 3 to 7 p.m eastern time monday through friday at the team 980 but also on twitter at russell mania 621 find the show at locked wft please if you're out and about this weekend be safe be kind to one another and thank you for joining me right now at the locked on washington football team podcast is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.